0: Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church Podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call Pursuing Limitless Life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, Welcome to No Limits. I'm so thankful you're joining us here at church or if you're joining us online, just want to say, hey, so glad you're there on the other side of the camera and joining it from your living room or maybe you're in your car or whatever you're doing right now. Thanks for being here with us. And if you're new here, I want to say welcome. Uh, we're really glad that you're with us today. We're continuing a series called This Is That. Um, and our hope through this series is to help you understand some things about Christianity that you might be uncomfortable with. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here at No Limits alongside my wife, Beth. And Here at No Limits, we're on a mission of making a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God. We want to help people find freedom. Who wants freedom? Anybody? We want to help people discover purpose. In other words, we want to help you live the life that God planned for you way before you were even born. He had a purpose for you, but it's a journey. Anybody realize you don't get there overnight? Anybody realize that you need each other to get there? So that's why we meet every Sunday. That's why we hang out together in our small groups throughout the week. Speaking of small groups, if you're wondering what's going on with those, we actually just wrapped up our winter semester of small groups, and the summer semester will kick off in June. So just hold tight. We'll be announcing those groups here soon. But the goal we're reaching for at No Limits is found in Ephesians 3.20, and it basically says that when we come together and allow God's power to work in us, take the limits off and just let God, hey, do whatever you want to in our lives. He's going to blow our minds with what he can accomplish through us. So that's what we're after, and that's why we're called No Limits Church. So go ahead and look at whoever you're with right now and say, it's time to take limits off. Now, we talk a lot here at No Limits about getting closer to God, but I've realized there's some roadblocks along the way. As you draw close to God, you're going to run into places where you get stuck, and it's all because you just don't understand something about God. And the interesting thing is we all pretty much run into the same roadblocks. So uh, through this series that we're doing right now, it's, it's to help you overcome those and get to a place where you can get closer to God. And our theme verse for this series actually comes from a place where the church as we know it today was brand new, and people did, were making fun of it, and they were making fun of God just because they didn't understand what was going on. So this was when the Holy Spirit was poured out shortly after Jesus ascended into heaven. Take a look at the people's response back then. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. And maybe you've been here yourself, like something out of the norm happened at church and you sat there thinking, what in the heck is going on here? Maybe you thought that today when Beth was up here on her knees and just stopped saying, what the heck is going on? Well, I wanted to show you this uh, so you know that you're not alone in your thoughts. And actually, you will always criticize things that you don't understand. You don't got to feel bad about that. That's just a natural human response. It's not that you don't believe God can do it. It's just you don't understand. And it's a lot easier to make fun of something than it is to dig in and try to understand it. But through this series, I'm going to help you just like Peter did. In the early church, Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So this wasn't what they thought it was. They thought people were drunk. But no, this isn't what you think. This is that. You know what they talked about in the Bible, in the prophet Joel, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. So we kicked off this series two weeks ago talking about probably the most controversial subject in church, the Holy Spirit. And then last week we talked about a commonly misunderstood subject in church called prayer. And if you missed either of those, you can catch them on our website or you can like open up your favorite podcasting app. You'll find us there too by searching No Limits Church. But today you're in for a treat I am team teaching for the first time with the one and the only Pastor Beth Young. So come on up, babe.
1: You're
0: going to need this microphone. What were you doing all the way in the back? You knew you were supposed to come up here. Sorry. (laughs) You have to turn that on. But in case you don't know, this is my amazing wife of 12, almost 13 years I get a lot of credit for leading this church, but let me tell you, this church would have done fell apart if it wasn't for this amazing woman of God. Actually, there's a good chance that I wouldn't even be in church today if, if it wasn't for Beth. And I'm serious about that. So God gave me a tremendous gift when he gave me Beth. I'm so thankful for you, babe.
2: I'm just going to cry all day, just so y'all know, like, oh my.
0: <laughs> but today, Beth and I are going to talk about something at church that's both controversial and misunderstood. True. I'd say a big chunk of all the different denominations that are formed out there are because of this subject. Uh, People leave the church because they can't agree on this subject. What are we going to talk about? Music in church. Seriously. Some think it's too loud. Others don't like the style. Some think you should only have voices. Some think you should have a full band every Sunday. And the list goes on. So here's the question we want to answer today. Why? Why do we worship the way that we do? This is actually a hot topic of discussion with people that don't go to this church when they're asking me about our church, like many will ask me, are you one of those churches that plays the music so loud you can't even think straight? Or are you one of those churches that raises their hands during worship? Yeah? It reminds me of a story, actually, about two dogs that lived in a house right next to a Pentecostal church. And every Sunday morning, they would lay out on the porch. And And one Sunday, they one looked at the other and, and basically said, you know, if we acted like that, they deworm us. I can guarantee it. So what Beth and I want to do today is help you understand the why. Why does singing in church matter? Why, why do we not keep worship quiet and subdued? Why do we raise our hands and use expressions during worship? We're going to give you five reasons why we worship the way that we do. So Beth, why don't you go ahead and give them the first one.
2: Yeah, First one. Because God asked for it. Guess what, y'all? It's a little squeaky. Guess what, y'all? I hate to tell you. Big news. Everybody take a breath. Okay, like four of you. Come on, take a breath. You ain't God. That should be relief, actually. But you ain't God. I hate to break it to you. It's not me. It's not Pastor Kate. It's not even Pastor Papa, as much as he may or someone else (laughs) may think. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But God is God alone. God is God alone. And one of the things you get to do when you're God is you get to call the shots. I know, right? It kind of hurts sometimes. Even just reading it, it just kind of like, oh, darn it. <laughs> but too many people are saying, you know, I like I like this part of God and I, I like this part of the Bible. So so I'm going to do what I'm comfortable with, right? And I'm just going to kind of leave, leave the rest of that up to the wild people like Cade and, and Beth and, you know, whatever. No, but we can't do that because then all of a sudden, he's not really God, is he? He's just kind of this religion that you follow when it's easier, more convenient that you're comfortable with, right? I'm getting a little deep already, huh? I know, right? Are you sure you want me up here? (laughs) Yeah. But see, God gets to choose how he likes to be loved. If he wanted us to stand on on one foot and like a hand in front of your face and this one out, then so be it. He's God. He gets to choose, right? So we, we don't get to choose. He gets to decide. And we don't get to opt out because it's not my personality. You know, my personality, despite what some people may say, I'm a little shy. <laughs> I actually don't like to be on stage. I get real nervous, and and to be honest, this like moment up here, I'm like literally shaking. Like it's just, I feel like sometimes it's a little embarrassing, or you know, because I'm really I'm worshiping my God. It's between me and Him because of who He is, and because of He asked for it. And so as soon as I do stuff like that, sometimes the enemy's like, "You're not shinging. What are you doing?" You know. All right, stay focused. Right.
0: People are probably wondering though, like what, what did ha- what did happen with you this yeah. morning?
2: Well, as I was singing that song, uh, talking about how powerful all God is, I was just so overwhelmed. It's like it hit me. Have you ever been like smacked with something, maybe in a car accident or something? That's the only thing I can relate it to. It just like hits you and like, do you realize who you're singing to? Do you realize who you're singing to? No offense, but I ain't singing to y'all. I- I'm glad you're here. We've missed you while you're gone, but and we're, we're 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 not singing to you. So all of a sudden it just hit me. I was like in the presence of God, and I just I literally couldn't stand. I tried, I don't know if you noticed, I was like, oh okay, I can't fall down. Just stand up because you gotta keep on singing the song. But I literally I just hit the floor. I, I couldn't help it. It's just, God's just awesome like that. Yeah. Anyway, God's awesome. So, but anyway, I wanted to add something. So, God asked for it. You're like, well, He didn't ask me. Well, <laughs> well, we actually have it better than you think. You're like, how's that? So He actually told us how to love Him. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to try to figure it out. Because, you know, we spend so much time trying to figure out how our spouse is like to be loved, you know? And I, I so wish there was a, in, in the book of K, chapter four, verse two, it says he right. Uh, <laughs> Amen. All the married people, right? I just I so wish there was a book like that. You going to write that today? Uh, Maybe right? Yeah. So you don't know either. But I anyway. like to keep you guessing.
0: It's <laughs> right? better that way.
2: Yeah, it's a trial. But with God, we don't have to try and guess. We do not have to try and guess what pleases Him. We don't have to try and figure it out. In fact, the longest book in the Bible, the Book of Psalms, which translates to songs, we're talking about praise and worship songs. So if it's the biggest book in the Bible, I think there's like a hundred and. 150 chapters, yeah, 150, it's like, if it's, if it's that big and that important to God, do you think it should matter to us? Do you think he would say, no, correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a psalms in there that's like, well, only worship when you feel like it? <laughs> no, if you find it, come show me. No, he says this. He says, praise the Lord. Praise God only in your hearts, never at church. <laughs> what? It says, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heaven, praise him for his mighty works, praise his unequaled greatness. And you know, in the original text, the Hebrew text, that word praise is literally a command. Do it. Do it. Do it. it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's keep going. It says, praise him with the blast of the trumpet, praise him with the lyre and harp. The lyre is a stringed instrument, by the way. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing oh my goodness it's getting wild (laughs) praise him with strings and flutes this cannot be in the bible it says want psalms 150 this there, no way it gets worse let's keep going
0: so can i bring my flute next week
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) just be in the same key like you know like just work it out (laughs) praise him with the clash of cymbals there you go drummers yeah praise him with the loud claiming hang on let me delete this part hold on we don't like all that no, I'm just kidding. It says, let everything that has breath, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. And in case you didn't get it, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> awesome. All right, one step deeper, since I'm already kind of jabbing you, right? You feel like a like a tender steak or something? <laughs> There's seven words that are translated in, uh, to praise in the Old Testament. And this one that we see here is halel. Say, halel. Halel. I'm probably saying that a little bit wrong, but that's okay. I'm not. Hebrew. H A L A L. It's where we get our word hallelujah. 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 Right? That real big fancy word. Let me show you what it means. Hallel, to shine, hence, to make a show, to boast, and thus be clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. That doesn't sound like church. It's like a Nick Jonas concert or something, right? Like, that's that's wild, right?
0: We need to have a rave going on in uh, here, a right? A
2: rave, yeah. There you go. It's scriptural. You can go to a rave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> but we get excited about concerts and games and stuff, right? Y'all know, like, me, my personality. I'm like, boomer, right? Boomer!
1: There you go. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> and, that, and, why, and why do we let loose and have fun and get excited? Because we love it. We enjoy it, right? Well, guess what? God does, too. God does, too. And uh, he likes it. He likes it when you praise him the way that he asked for it. Aren't you thankful that he's given us specific instructions on what to do? Like, I'm so thankful. All right, Cade, that was a little rough. So you take the next one.
0: (laughs) Because praise is my purpose. And if you're taking notes, these are the things you need to write down that are on the screen. But get this, God's not here to serve us. We're here to serve him, to bring him pleasure. And somewhere in our American culture, we've bought into the belief that life is all about me, right? I'm on a quest to get what I need out of everybody around me. I go to church to get what I need from God. I go to work to get the money that I need. It's funny, we all do it, but once you put it into words, you realize, oh, that's kind of like disgusting. Do, Do I really do that? Well, I'm not here for me. I'm, not, I'm here to bring glory to God. I'm here to serve those around me for the glory of God. That's our purpose. I'm here to make an eternal difference, right? That's why we're here. Take a look at First Peter 2.9. It says, but you're not like that, the self-serving, the self-serving world. You're not like that because you're a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Man, that's some good news. Yeah. But the very next verse explains why. Why are we God's very own possession? As a result, so you can show others the goodness of God. For he has called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. So we're not supposed to walk around like the perfectly poised, quiet Christian. No, we're supposed to show others the goodness of God. We're supposed to be excited, smiling, walking around with a little skip in our step, right? Some of you are thinking, okay, we can't do that because that might offend some people, right? Ugh. Well, it's not going to offend some people. It's actually going to give people hope. It's going to lead people to God. Our purpose is to glorify God in everything that we do. That's why the music here at No Limits is not poised and proper. No, we're going to get loud. We're going to let loose. And we're going to let God know that we just love being his children, and we love what he's doing in our lives. You're not going to offend people by getting excited about God, but you know what? They will make fun of you. Just like we talked about earlier, people make fun of things that they don't understand. But I can promise you that once they get alone later on and they're thinking about their experience with you, they're going to be like, man, I kind of wish I had what they had. They, they seem free. They seem like they got a lot of joy. They're not going to tell you that, but they're thinking it. And one day you're going to get to show them how to get there. All right, Beth, your turn. Give them the next reason why we worship the way that we do.
2: Because of who God is. You know, sometimes I think we honestly forget, like unintentionally, we just forget how great our God really is. You know, Psalm, Psalms puts it this way. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Like, So you don't have to wait till you feel it. No, great is the Lord. And you may be thinking, well, okay, Beth, I, I, just, I, I just don't quite get it. Like, like you're saying God this and God that, and I'm just, I'm just not getting it. Like, who are you talking about? Who is this God? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. Hmm. You know, name, I, name reveals identity, correct? So if I were to ask three people in this room to define the word Oreo, It'd probably all be—you guys got really excited. Hold on, just, just wait a second. I should have bought Oreos today. <laughs> so, um, But if I asked you three different people to define the word Oreo, it'd probably be pretty similar, right? Yeah? Well, that's because we all know what the word Oreo means because name reveals identity, correct? Yeah? So there are lots of names in the Bible who, that reveal who God is, and um, I encourage you, go research those out. They're awesome, um, and you'll have your own uh, names that you like. But I want to um, share just a few with you today, because the names represent a character trait of God, okay? So the first one is El Shaddai, God Almighty. This word reminds us that He is all-powerful, and He is the mighty one, El Shaddai. Here's the next one. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner of victory. This is the name that, um, the name of God that proclaims his protection, his leadership, and his deliverance for his people. Sometimes, you know, we spin our own wheels and we're, we, we get in our own battle and we, we get frustrated and we're doing our own strength and we get, we get upset, we get irritated, we get angry. Or, okay maybe it's just me Uh, I'll just preach to myself okay but maybe it's just me but anyway but the name Jehovah Nisi reminds us that he is our banner of victory and he is the one that's able to lead us and to give us supernatural victory against forces and, and obstacles and viruses that try to come against us and what a time to learn what this name means right Jehovah Nisi all right last one Jehovah Rapha the Lord who heals you I told myself I wouldn't cry This one's really personal, y'all. Because as you guys know my story, like they said, I couldn't have children. Well, Jehovah Rapha, I don't have one, I have two, I have three beautiful, healthy children. So, excuse me when I get a little excited, and I just can't help my help myself. And because great is our God is who He is, it's just so awesome. I just I just can't help myself. I just can't contain it. And His Scripture gives me permission to act wild and crazy, right? <laughs> 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 but I really want to encourage you, like, to not praise based on how you feel, because if if you do, you'll you'll never get there. You know. You'll, you'll never get there, but, but instead, focus on, on who he is, on just who he is. That's why a lot of times we shut our eyes, because I have to like just close my eyes. There's so many distractions, and God, I just want to focus. I just want to focus on who you are, and it goes so good with this next one. Kate, tell them about it.
0: Because of what God's done, yeah. right? You know the ones who are the loudest in church? The ones who've been set free, right? Yeah. God delivered them from an addiction. He delivered them from depression. God sent him free. God set them free and they just can't help but yeah. praise him. And you know why I praise without reserve? Because when I was 17, God delivered me from the grip of homosexuality. He gave me a wife that I didn't deserve. And he's filled this shy guy with gifts and passions that impact lives all over the world through this church and through my blog. It just it blows my eye my mind, but this isn't me. This is God in me, and it's so awesome. And I know many of you could come up here and and share your testimony about what God's done in your life. So don't ever forget it. Don't ever stay silent about what God's done in your life because it needs to be out there. And this should be our response. The whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works that they had witnessed. That should be our response to the things that God does in our lives. And this next part of this verse actually cracks me up. So I have to show it to you because it still goes on today. Some Pharisees from the crowd of religious people told them, teacher, get your disciples under control. (laughs) Yeah, that is funny, isn't it? There are still Pharisees around today complaining about the people who have been set free and are bursting into enthusiastic praise. Well, here's how Jesus would respond to their request. But Jesus said, if they kept quiet, the stones would do it for them, shouting praise. And I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let a stone take my place. No way. 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 So there's a military base in North Carolina, and it sits really close to the highway. So when the F-16s are, like, going in and coming out, like, it freaks everybody out, right? So there you are just driving quietly to work in the morning, and (laughs) F-16 takes off. So they put this sign on the highway to kind of help people not freak out. Here's what it says. Pardon our noise. It's the sound of freedom. So from now on, when somebody uh, comments about how loud it is here at No Limits, this is going to be my new response. Oh, pardon our noise. This is the sound of freedom. You want in? Come on in. And I know none of you guys complain about how loud it is here, but at least now you know why we do it. We're actually preparing you for heaven. Because I don't know if you know this, but heaven's going to be a whole lot louder than it is here at No Limits. You just wait. So these first four reasons why we worship the way we do, it's, they're all about God. And that's awesome, because this is all about God. But there's actually one reason that has to do with you. So Beth, go ahead and give this one to him.
2: Yeah, Worsh- because worship changes everything. Say changes. 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 All right, y'all need to experience this, because I, I honestly feel like this is the best advice that, that we could ever give you. In the middle of your darkest days, like, like when you're eight months pregnant and your dad's dying in another state and you can't go see him, or like whenever you've lost a job and you have no idea where your next paycheck uh, is going to come from or when it's going to come.
0: Is that made a made up story or?
2: Oh, no, those are real. Yeah, really <laughs> happened to you. Yeah, legit. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So the, the question is, people are like, how do you worship in the middle of that? Like, you have a lot to complain about, right? And, but, but I strongly encourage you, as soon as you ha- like, you're like, you just so wrapped up in your darkest days, all you have to do is turn on some worship music. I don't know about you, but I've been in really dark circumstances that I couldn't even say anything. I was even positive remotely, but I just like, I had to shut my mouth because I'm like, I'm so done. I'm spinning. I can't stop. And as soon as you turn on that worship music, y'all, yeah. it literally changes everything. Because you see, at first you have a big problem that's right in your face. And you're like, God, I, I can't see anything around it. That's all I see. And, and God, are you there? Are you really there? And he's like, he's like yes, absolutely. Because it's scriptural. He's always there. But what happens is when you worship, the problem gets smaller and smaller, but God gets bigger and bigger because now you're focused on him and who he is and what he's done. And it's just this awesome, this glorious exchange. And sometimes you can't do that, but I, I promise you, you pick a song, you're gonna start at the beginning, pick that one that uh, we sang today, who is like the Lord or you know, whichever one, that, whatever resonates with you, just, let it, just hit play and just sit there for a minute, listen to the lyrics. And then by the end of the song, you're all gonna be rejoicing. I'm telling you, you're, you're gonna be doing it. It's awesome. It, it works, try it. It will change everything. One Psalm says this way, uh, let the high praises of God be in their mouths. That's, that's our mouths. And like a two-edged sword in their hands. Praise and worship is a powerful weapon. Say powerful. powerful. When you worship, even the enemy is backing up like, whoa, hold up. Like, wait a second. And here's another one. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise. And he saved me from my enemies. See, worship does something in the supernatural and it works. Say it works. It works. Say it works. It works. There you go. You have the opportunity every, with everything that you face for this like, glorious exchange. Big, big, big problem, all you can see, small problem, big God. And so we pray, we pray here every week that every person that walks through that door, who, who enters those doors, that they come in, um, you know, they come in hurting, they come in broken. They come in confused, but, but that they leave completely changed. They leave healed. They leave set free. Yes. Mm, I'm going to say that again. Every person that comes through that door comes in broken, confused, frustrated, angry, but that they leave completely changed. Completely changed by the power of God. Let me show you a scripture where this is possible. Let's take a look. It's in Ezekiel chapter 46. But when the people come in through the north gate to worship the Lord during the religious festivals, they must leave by the south gate and those who entered through the south gate must leave by the north gate they must never leave by the same gate that they came in but they must always use the opposite gate see god was teaching us a pattern in the old testament that would become a reality in the new testament See, you come in one way and you worship 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 and then you leave another way that's your opportunity every single time that you worship god and you don't have to do it at church you can do it anywhere, but that's why you need to grasp this. Like you, you can't always control what happens around you. You cannot always control what happens around you. but You can always control what happens in you. And we've given you, we've given you five uh, reasons why we worship the way we do. But now it's time to get practical. You're like, well, how can I really apply this to my life? Kate's going to explain it to you.
0: Well, I want to start by explaining the difference between praise and worship. Like maybe you've always wondered, why do we always start with a fast song and then move into some slow songs? And maybe you've heard the term praise and worship and you're like, well, what's the difference? Well, in Psalms 100 verse 4, it says to start with thanksgiving and praise. So in other words, when we kick this thing off called church... It's biblical to start by thanking God and praising Him first. Like, that's how we should start it. And that's why, that's what the fast songs are all about. And actually, this is like the horizontal part of worship. We sing these songs to, to each other and to ourselves to kind of get each other in the right frame of mind for what's to come in church that day. We sing things like, who is like the Lord, strong in battle, and we, we will not be moved. When the earth gives way, for the risen one is overcome. See, praise is all about singing about God and reminding ourselves and each other of who he is and what he's done. And all this time, you may have thought that you have to look forward and not distract your neighbor during those praise songs. But I hope that this like brings you some clarity. Like those praise songs, those fast songs, are we should be engaging with our neighbor. Praise us whenever we're singing, we're smiling at each other. We're saying, hey, remember what who God is? Remember what God's done? That's what those praise songs are all about. So now you know. It's okay to engage with your neighbors during praise. But when when worship comes, that's when things go vertical. Like you start talking directly to God, Jesus, Jesus, oh, how I need you. So this is like a good time to close your mind, close your eyes and just focus on God. This is your time to have that one-on-one connection with God. And we should always start with praise though. And then we move into worship. We structured it this way all along, not because we thought it was a good idea, but because it's the biblical order. That's why we do it. And we want to end today by giving you three practical ways that you can truly worship. This isn't pretend. This isn't a show. Here at No Limits, we worship in spirit and in truth. And let me show you what that means. And here's the first one. I worship based on choice, not feeling. I don't wait until my favorite song. I don't wait until a certain mood. I don't wait until I have like the perfect week where I did everything right first before I come in and let loose and praise God. See, some of y'all come in and think you can't worship because of what you did last night worship is what's going to set you free. Yes, absolutely. No wonder the enemy tries so hard to keep you quiet during worship. Yeah. God knows what you did, and yeah. he still loves you. Yes. He still got his picture on his refrigerator. He got your picture on his refrigerator. <laughs> he loves you so much that when you open your mouth and sing, Jesus, Jesus, oh, how I need you, like he heals you yes. right there in that very moment. Amen. So open up your mouth and sing. <laughs> sing that song and find your freedom. And let me show you what I mean in Scripture. Habakkuk 3.17 says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines and even though the olive crops fails and even the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, in other words, like this is a bad day. Like you're so broke, you can't pay attention. You messed up at work and then your car broke down on the way home. What makes it worse is your wife won't even come get you because she's mad at you because of what you said yesterday, right? That's what we're that explaining That's not here.
2: a real story, by the way. <laughs>
0: But even though, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. But you know what? When life's falling apart, it's really hard to praise God. Really hard. And that's why I think sometimes the Bible describes praise as a sacrifice. Let me show it to you. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. So here at No Limits, we are mature Christians. We don't praise just when we feel like it. We praise every chance that we get. No one has to convince us. The environment doesn't have to be just right. We praise God because God deserves our praise. Amen. Amen. All right, Beth, give them the next one.
2: All right, number two, I worship with everything I have. Say everything. 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 All right, church. Y'all ready? I was going to grab a mic and sing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I am asking you where I'm inviting you. Let's go to another level. Y'all ready? Like, it's time to go like all in. Like if, if I'm going to clap, I'm, I'm not going to just do these little sissy golf clap. It's like, no, you're going to put those bad boys together. Like give him some craze, right? Like if you're going to sing, don't just no, 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 no. No, no, sing out loud. Make a joyful noise, right? Because he is worthy and he gets what he deserves. Go all in. And you know, we expect this from sports people, right? Like we we did we're like you better get out there on the field, right? Right, coach? Right? Like we <laughs> we expect them. Yeah. Give us your all. Give us all you've got. Leave it out on the field. And and when you come to church and when you worship God, give it all that you've got. You know, we should all leave here thinking, Wow, whoo, thank you, Lord. I, I literally gave it gave it all I got, Lord, I, you, you have it all, I, I have nothing left to give you, and God blesses those who leave it out on the fields, they, he blesses you as you worship, and through music, or kids areas, or greeting people, or, or cleaning, serving on the tech team, or man, it's awesome, it is awesome, all right, quick story I want to share with from the Old Testament, King David was traveling, and he needed to build an altar to sacrifice his animals, and such, and for worship, so he found a guy that had a righteous home, and said, hey, I need to buy a space in your house, and I need, I need to do my worshiping here. Is that all right? And the guy was like, dude, like, you're the king. Like, you don't have to buy anything. Like, let me just give it to you. But here's what David said. No, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings and sacrifices to the Lord, my God, that have cost me nothing. That have cost me nothing. You see, we're not supposed to do it at a personal or a level of your personal comfort, are we? Well, well, that's just not my personal style. Like, well, don't make it based on you. Let's change our thinking and make it based on God. I'm just going to give God more than, and we can all give God everything that we have. And we don't make it based on us, but, but we give Jesus the highest praise and what he deserves. And we let it cost us something. Can you imagine how beautiful that's going to be in heaven? Well, let's start right here. So y'all are formally invited. Y'all are allowed to get crazy in worship. Like (laughs) let this be an invitation, not a condemning message. Like I don't want to do that. No, it's not. It's not to condemn you. It's to invite you. Because as soon as you take the next step, whatever your next step is in worship, whatever next level that you have, y'all are going to experience something new. It's going to be awesome. Jesus said it this way, and you must love the Lord your God with a little bit of who said all? Don't read all. Don't be reading my screen. That's not the scripture, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's read it all together. So, and, the, and you must love the Lord, your God, with all, all your hearts, all your soul, all your mind, and all, all your strength. Amen. All right, Cade. <laughs> all right,
0: here's the last one. I worship expecting God to respond. Ooh, yeah, we do. When you worship God like we talked about today, it doesn't just bless God. It actually leads you into an experience with God. You feel his presence. Yes. You know he's there. Yes. Is that what happened to you today? Oh, yeah. Thank his you. love just kind of overwhelms you. And James, he says it this way in James chapter 4 verse 7. So humble yourselves before God. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Yes. So can I get real with you all for a minute? And I got to like set it a little disclaimer, like I'm not trying to get on to anybody. And what I'm about to say next, I just got to like be really clear and really plain with it just to make sure that we all understand it. We all worship something. We all give ourselves to something. Everyone gives their adoration, their energy, their time, their money to something. True. And if it's not God, you already know what it is. I don't have to tell you what it is. But here's the deal. Whatever you worship, you imitate. You'll become just like the thing that you worship. If you worship football, you're going to become just like every other football fan. If you worship achievement, you're going to become just like every other workaholic. But if So if you don't like who you're becoming it's time to take inventory of what you're worshiping what are you giving the bulk of your time to your energy your passions what takes priority in your life over everything else if it's anything other than god you're going to end up somewhere that you never intended to go but if you worship god if he's your number one priority you're going to end up in a place of peace and purpose That's the destination. You'll be blown away by the life that he's given you because your worship was in the right place. So go ahead and close your eyes right now. I want to give you just a few minutes here to take inventory and figure out, is my worship in the right place? And listen, I'm not saying you can't be passionate about stuff. It's awesome to be passionate about your work or your family or some kind of hobby, but we just can't let those things become our number one passion. God's the only one that can have that place. So take a moment right now to do inventory. Let the Holy Spirit kind of rearrange some things in your life if needed. I'm going to give you a few moments right now. Just just listen and talk to the Lord. some people that thing was immediately revealed to you that that's in the wrong place and just needs to be rearranged a little bit and i just don't want you to be overwhelmed by i believe that's the the word of the lord this morning is don't be overwhelmed i revealed this to you so that you can make it as an adjustment a change it's not as hard as you think just make that adjustment put put god first and watch everything else in your life fall into place Maybe you feel so far from God right now that you don't even know where to start. Like you feel like he's a million miles away. Well, I have good news for you. He's actually really close. There might just be a wall between you and him because you haven't yet stepped out in faith, believing that Jesus did what it took to restore your relationship with God. And all it takes to break down that wall that's between you and God once and for all is to believe in Jesus. It's that simple. And I would love to lead you in a prayer to put your faith into words, so go ahead and repeat this after me. Jesus, thank you for paying for my sin. I've tried to do this on my own, and I can't. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for new life. I ask you to lead me. Change me. Make me yours. I give my life
2: to you. you, Lord, that worship changes everything. I thank you that you are a God that is close and not far. I thank you for your revelations today, Father God, no matter if it was big or small. But I thank you that as we leave today, Father God, we will not leave the same. I thank you, Father God, for this awesome church and the people watching online. Lord, I just pray an extra blessing on them as they go out, Lord Jesus. And I pray that as they go through this week, that you just continue to reveal who you are. And I just pray for intimate opportunities just to worship you this week, Lord. Lord, we're going all in. We're giving you everything that we have. We don't leave anything on the table, Father. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen, amen. Well, for those of you who just prayed the prayer to invite Jesus into your life, we would love to support you on the next steps that are ahead, but we can't support you if we don't know. So we set up an easy way for you to tell us. Simply text the word JESUS to 918-373-9883, and we'll reach back out to you within a day and let you know what's next. We're not going to spam you or bug you. We just We honestly just want to help you. Amen. Well, guys in the back, did you load up that video that was in Planning Center? Because I still didn't. Okay, I'm going to have you play it here in a second. So go ahead and switch that screen. But last week, I told you that we're going to send an extra $2,000 to Mexico this month, all because of your generosity. And this is going to help those in Mexico affected by the coronavirus by feeding 200 families for a week. How cool is that? If you didn't get to see that video last week about how uh, our missionaries over there responded whenever we told them about that donation, you can go catch it on our Facebook page. It's so good. You'll have to go watch that. But today... I have more exciting news for you. We're also going to send an extra two thousand this month to Don't Look Back Prison Ministry. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I hopped on Zoom yesterday. Yeah, yeah that's, awesome. that's awesome. I hopped on Zoom yesterday with Chris Rose, which is the guy who leads that ministry. So I wanted you to take a look at that. His response. Well, I know that it probably feels like a pretty dry season for you guys since you literally can't do anything because the jails aren't going to let you in. But I know that it's going to come back stronger than before. And the reason I know that is because I got some confirmation for you is that somebody here at No Limits actually donated $2,000 to Don't Look Back. Oh, my God. we're going to send you guys on top of your normal <laughs> monthly support. So I hope that serves as confirmation for you, man, that you're you're on the right track because God moved on somebody's heart to do that.
1: i just I know what to say, man. I know God's going to, you know, blow up in all of us because he wants to do things we haven't been doing. He's wanting to take His places we ain't been. And I know that we're ready. I know those of us have been fighting the battle, man. We're ready. We're ready to do the things that he set us up for. That's why I'm, I'm so glad to be associated with the different groups that I'm associated with. Because over the years, man. God has set this up. Yes. Look, man. One guy looked at this house and said, "That's a piece of junk." And another guy looked at it and said, "Hey, I can do something with that, yeah. right?" And then we come yep. together and we do it. And I just see the next one being even better. And I see, you know, years to come, I know there's going to be property given, and uh, we're going to do we're going to do more than people can imagine.
0: Yes. Amen. <laughs> So good, yep. Yes, hey, y'all, when you're thinking about don't look back, like, throughout the week, say a prayer for him. Because yes. whenever I was on the on Zoom with him, it, he's he's really having a hard time because he can't get into the prisons and do what he was called to do. And it's been, like, six weeks now, and he just, like, almost can't stand it mm-hmm. anymore. So just be praying for favor for him and that the jails and prison systems will open up and let him back in there to do what he's called to do. Yes. God can do it. Yeah, if anybody can. And they need him. Yep. And they need him. Yeah. I'll pray for the prisoners. Yeah. That haven't been able to have the influence of Chris Rose in that ministry for sure. But if you're ready to give today, or you want to give later this week, it's really simple. You can just go online, visit No limits.fyi, and then tap the giving button. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type No limits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.